and I didn't try to push any of the feelings away. Like I let myself be scared. I let myself be sad. I let myself be angry. I let myself be nothing. I let myself lay on the couch. Hey everybody, welcome to Love the Nilsons. I'm Thomas. My name is Alyssa. And we're here to share our story. Discuss relationships. Talk about raising our kids. Be advocates for mental health. Share our faith. And whatever else life may throw our way. Let's do this. Woo! Welcome back, everybody. It has been a minute. It's been five months of time. That five we've months been. of minutes, actually, but oh, we are back. We are so excited and we ready. We have stories to tell. Oh, guys, we are we are ready to be back. So thank we've you missed for the this. patience. We really have. We've missed this, and it's as you'll you'll hear. It's just been a wild few months, but we are here recommitting to doing this on a weekly basis again that is our our hope for the foreseeable future here yeah we are excited um we so the last uh episode we posted was what about the middle of august or so and that week before we actually had just um found out that we were expecting our third baby the same Which, week that I started a brand new job. It so was a little bit of a wild week, but... Um, I started on Monday that week. We found out on Friday of that week. Yeah, it was... The timing was... Yeehaw. Crazy or perfect. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but we're super excited. Um, having but, a little girl. Yeah, we're having a girl. So we are due in April with our little girl. We have our two little boys and we are... We get to have a girl. We're so excited, but... Um, Luckily for us, we knew what was uh, coming around the corner because I we had had obviously two pregnancies before and I'm a super lucky one who gets nice and sick for a long time and this baby has been no different. So It's been a lot different. It was way worse. <laughs> what do you mean it hasn't been any oh, different? Still sick. Um, but yeah, so I mean, shortly after that last podcast, pretty much... Uh, well, we started prepping for the storm. Doomsday prepping. We were doing like yeah. freezer meals. and Yeah, we were trying to prepare ourselves. We, we were trying to get ready emotionally and... <laughs> And we, we knew that soon. Like you always, when you get pregnant, you have like a few weeks before the poop hits the fan, <laughs> metaphorically. Or rather, the puke hits the toilet. The puke hits the <laughs> toilet, yeah. So we knew we had a few weeks to to soak in not being sick and just, you know, the joys of finding out we're pregnant. So we, we had a little bit of prep time. But yeah, so, but it, it wasn't it wasn't long and I just... Unfortunately, even with medication and different things, I um, throw up a lot. And anybody who's been pregnant also knows that that first trimester exhaustion is unreal. So you combine the constant nausea and puking and probably some dehydration, etc. with the exhaustion. We uh, Plus trying to take care of two kids plus, already yeah, at this point. Plus two boys um, who need a little bit of help and Thomas starting a new job and everything. Um, 
We were just a little tied up around we were, here. We were spread thin, and unfortunately, the podcast was not at the top of our priority list. It, I, it boiled down to survival I for points. I could barely have conversations without feeling like I was going to puke or actually Fall throwing asleep. up or falling asleep. I pretty much went to bed about when our kids went to bed, and we usually record these after they go to bed. So I've got a solid uh, photo album of sleeping Alyssa. Well, yeah, if you want to if you want to see how like the beginning of that first trimester was i think i posted a, a oh, real posted a few real months on back on page. our on our instagram page so you can go and look at that to get an idea so so yeah so that was kind of what kicked off um the hiatus from being here is we were literally just surviving i would seriously get off the couch to i think feed our kids some meals and head back to bed or the couch for a few months and luckily it was seriously such a blessing though they have been playing so well together. Oh, they're they, best buds. Oh, it is. It's just, it's been the sweetest thing to be able to um, watch it happen. But it was also seriously a gift um, to have that. Um, as I laid on the couch to have them just play and be so good and so sweet. They've been so sweet to me too. Are you about like, to start crying right no, now? No, they've been. Okay. They, they. I mean, what about a bad me? But but no, they really they really were so sweet. And Thomas was a champ third time around. You know, third time's a charm. He I think. knew what <laughs> he knew what was happening. But it definitely was a little bit worse this time. Um, I don't know. It was just. Uh, did I throw up more? Like I don't, I don't know. It you just threw up. It was maybe just a little bit more, but also just felt I nauseous was, all the time. The amount of nausea and the amount of puking was just so rough. So anyway, so that kicked us off. Few IVs, you know, just all the things, but a healthy baby nonetheless. Um, and everybody always asks me, like, well, once you get through the first trimester, are you, are you better? Unfortunately, no. Um, it usually takes me until about 20 weeks to start feeling like a normal human again. So we kind of had a while. Um, so, yeah. So that took us through August, September, and then part of October. <sighs> and then October. <laughs> so um, we also posted about this on our instagram it became a pretty public event um my dad went missing so that was the middle of october about middle to end of october um so we are just coming out of this like haze of beginning pregnancy starting a new job all the things and um then our world was just completely flipped on its axis and my dad went missing um so we'll give a lot more we're gonna give a lot more details to that um here in a second but it took us i mean until now to like feel okay again it's it's still an ongoing ongoing process yeah and and just for the record too Alyssa's dad his name's Corey. he's talked about how this is all public information how he wants it to be shared so it's not yeah. like we're doing this secretly or anything but yeah anyway, I just also, want to get that disclaimer out there in yeah the open. also why like it's kind of been a bit is because we just it was kind of a tricky situation like didn't know how much we could share and didn't know how much we wanted to share it was a lot of heavy things so we didn't even know what we didn't know some of this yeah some of this is um a little bit heavier 
stuff regarding like mental health and suicide and addiction. So I'll just I'll preface it with that, I guess. A little bit of some trigger warnings there because yeah. um it's a lot of heavy stuff that we had. Um but yeah, so I mean I'll just kind of give a rundown of basically what happened. Yeah, you you um, you lead this and I'll just kind of chime in as needed. And the reason we feel like, I mean, it, it's just, you know, we talk a lot about our mental health here and our journey with Thomas. And so we feel like this is just really fitting to share right now. Yeah. And because... Alyssa mentioned my journey. We actually, that was the next episode we yeah. were going to record was talking about my Thomas's history mental with mental health, health which we'll, we'll get to eventually now. But yeah. this kind of... Wanted to be, we wanted to address this yeah, first. Yeah, and but. just what's been going on. Um, but yeah, we do have half of an episode <laughs> recorded about Thomas, but then, you know, all this happened, so we haven't quite gotten to that, but we'll get to that. But with our own history, like, we just felt like this was fitting, and, and we also wanted to share how we've gotten through all of these things, because we've had to utilize our own tools and mechanisms and lots of therapy, et cetera, to be able to even manage the last like five months as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll just hop right into it. And, and a lot of people have been asking just how we're doing and how my dad's doing. So here's your answer, I guess. And here's kind of your brief story of what happened. Um, I was at home with our boys, Thomas, um, I was out golfing. He was out golfing with his coworkers, which was a nice thing he um, was able to do. That was October. It was still warm enough. Yeah. So anyway, so he got to be out at the end of the day. I was just getting my kids dinner and my mom called me, which is, we talk almost every day. So, you know, nothing crazy there. But I can tell, I could tell the second that she got on the phone or that she started talking that something was not right. Um, and she... Essentially, um, my dad had left some suicide notes. Um, for and the kids she, and for her. Yeah, and she didn't know what to do. She was kind of freaking out, didn't know what to do. Um, and that was pretty much the end of my conversation with her. I mean, I, to- I gave her some suggestions, etc. We kind of talked, but then that was like really the end as my mom um, was freaking out, trying to, to know what to do, I guess. So I am just there in our house still pretty nauseous just from like all pregnancy stuff um now with this information that like my dad just left to um go take his own life yeah and so i'm just like throwing food at my kids basically and um (laughs) i like needed to get away because i just i have never felt like such intense wave of emotions like all at once like it's so hard to even describe i basically felt like i couldn't breathe and i felt like i was gonna throw up and collapse and cry and scream and freak out all at the same time it was kind of wild wave of emotions and lucky for you the fact that you were pregnant kind of served as a helpful reminder to breathe and literally take care of that baby was like could barely breathe but i was like the only way i could even get breaths into my body in that moment was i'm growing a child and this child needs air and I need to breathe for this baby I have growing inside of me. So, um, you know, got a hold of Thomas. He rushed home. I was on the sixth hole <laughs> looking for my ball that I had mishit terribly when I oh. got the call. And luckily, I was, his, Alyssa said, with my coworkers. I was with my boss, yeah. actually. And I ran over to him and said, 
dude, we got to go right now. Buddy I didn't say anything. We just took off and <laughs> it was like a 30 minute, the longest 30 yeah. minute drive home. It was, it was on the other side of town. And, and me just sheesh. trying to somewhat keep myself together um, with my two children. And I didn't even know like what to do. Like I didn't even know, like I didn't even have the wherewithal to like go to a neighbor's house. Like I just like, I was just like frozen and could barely breathe. And so I just was at home. Luckily, actually your mom, I think, did you text your mom or call your mom or something? I called my mom and dad. Um, And so luckily Thomas's mom ended up calling me and she stayed on the phone for a while and basically just helped me breathe (laughs) like you need to breathe um but i was just like a complete wreck to just hear that something that happens because i mean when you hear that somebody leaves a suicide note um your world gets rocked well you're pretty much preparing for them to already be gone right and so so anyway, just a million different thoughts. So that was that first day. Um, Thomas got home. We did. We were able to send our kids over to our um, neighbor's house. They were amazing just so we could have some time to just be home. And so I could freak out a little bit more because I had kind of been trying to hold it together until Thomas didn't got home. didn't want to scare our kids. Yeah. Like, kind of to, before we gathered more information, yeah. didn't really, we didn't share anything with them no, at first. No, so. And I mean, not that we don't show our children emotions because we oh, do. Oh, no, no, we definitely they do. They saw me crying before Thomas got home, but these were very big emotions that they did not need to be here that for. That a four-year-old and a two-year-old <laughs> don't even know how to comprehend, no, let alone and, need to be and so comprehending. so we needed, like, some moments. So we did send our kids away for, I don't remember how it's long. Like an hour or two. Thank, Just, you, thank you, Riley and Alton. Yeah. Love you guys. Just because we needed, like, some time to just, like cry what did we even do did i I just we just kind of cried like i don't know i'm like it's at that point there's like not really a lot to do so your brother came over at that point too my brother i have a brother that lives um about 30 45 minutes or so from us and so he was able to come over um we are the only ones that live like that close to each other and so the rest of my family is all down closer like in southern utah and so he was able to come over so that we could be together um, because still at that time, by that eve- like late evening, we had no idea where my dad Just was. Just waiting for news, any kind of news. Um, and so the next few days were um, a fog of hell, to say the least. Yep. Um, we had no idea where he was. Um we had no idea of the intentions of where he wanted to go, what he was planning. It was it was just a nightmare, basically. Yeah, it felt like scenes out of a movie. Like we I created just... a missing persons poster. Yeah, literally. We were I'm calling. Sure a lot of you saw that. A lot of Alyssa's siblings were there. I know her oldest sister Natalie was kind of running lot. point down there, trying to go business to business, ask if they'd seen him. Literally, I called like Zion National Park Working and like police. put out like a missing persons report with them yeah it was it was wild so those two days kind of passed we didn't really hear anything like we didn't know we didn't know anything nobody had seen him like and there wasn't and that wasn't for lack of looking either there was an amazing support of people in the neighborhood there was planes looking for him helicopters literally it was wild we were yeah it was just wild but we were all just living in this like 
fog haze. It was and just haze, a haze of worry. My brother stayed at our house that whole time, and and I was blank stares. Yeah, I was actually just talking with um, a good friend today who just um, lost her mom. And we were talking about how, I mean, in those few days that my dad was gone, I I was planning his funeral, basically, like we thought he was gone. And so we were able to kind of talk a little bit about that, um, like just how to get through. (laughs) And I have felt immense gratitude for this baby. Okay, now I might get a little bit emotional, like immense gratitude for this baby because in those few days, and those of you, I have another friend who just lost her dad recently too, um, but it's like these sweet kids are what keep you going. So a lot of we people- We needed them more than they needed us at yeah, that point. A lot of people like in that like week span of time just kept asking like, how are you- you know, we went to church and like went out places like, I don't know, like it's not like we're doing anything crazy, but we were out of bed, you know, functioning. But I was like, we have two children who need us to feed them and get out of the house. And I have a baby inside of me who needs me to eat. Like I had no desire to eat or anything, but the only reason I could eat or breathe was because of the life growing inside of me. So even though I was like mourning what I thought was the loss of my dad, um, I had to take care of the life that I did have inside of me, this sweet little baby girl. So that's been a huge tender mercy too, is just being able to, um, focus on that because when I felt like I couldn't take care of myself, I at least had sweet little boys and this little growing baby to take care of so and i tried to, to yeah, take care thomas of <laughs> was a rock he was oh my gosh i yeah could not have gone through this and i mean thomas has grown up with my family so he's known my dad forever too and longer so, than most of yeah he's yeah. been around for a long time so this was i mean you know this was a ton but to make um a long story a little bit shorter Basically, um, my dad ended up um, choosing to live, which is still sometimes shocking to think about because it was about three days that he was gone Um, and ended up calling my mom up on the phone and just chose to come home. And so... Asked to come get picked up. Yeah. So he um, got picked up. um, He went home and... um, Went to the hospital first. Let's right? talk about a whiplash of emotions. <laughs> Let's talk about basically planning somebody's funeral and then having them come back to life. So that day was also just like such a hard day to like know what emotions we felt because it was like we had already been grieving his life and then all of a sudden we are supposed to just like flip our emotions and like he's alive it was the wildest like it was the wildest 180 of emotions like i've ever had wouldn't you say like it just was like the widest range too like uh in the intensity was there of the emotions and the wide range like it was going from extreme grief and sorrow and confusion perplexed any other words that are synonyms with those to like happy but also still confused and like what the heck just angry there's anger there There there's confusion as to 
what has been going on like yeah. it was just so again wild. just a fog like it was like we came out of a fog just to go into another sort of fog yeah I guess. it was so wild um and i always like say too like when we talk about these experiences that we've had like this is like our story with this experience like obviously my dad has more stories and he has shared a lot of stuff with me or with us but um we just kind of we want to focus more a little bit like on our part of it so if you have like more questions about what happened or exactly what was like going on those few days um you can reach out to us or to my dad he's talked about yeah he's talked about how he's open to sharing but we kind of just want to focus more on just how this was like affecting us emotionally obviously we'll still share some more details with him because that's been affecting us but anyway just wanted to throw that out there side note there yeah um but yeah so he came home um so i mean i there does need to be a bit of a backstory now to kind of backtrack with what the heck even happened so for almost 20 years yep um my dad has been addicted to opioids or to prescription painkillers um the addiction has varied over that time span between beginning and medium and pretty severe highly dependent Um, i have shared with many people um but they probably didn't even know what had happened i didn't even know what happened at the time but about 10 years ago my dad overdosed and i actually performed cpr on him and it was the whole thing and gotta do a lot of trauma therapy because of that as well um and so i mean he was in like he was in deep that was 10 years ago and now here we are what was that 10 years well, it was nine, nine years, years ago. ago. Nine years this ago. This week will yeah. be nine years. So nine years ago, almost exactly. That was, and for the um, record, that was a, a suicide attempt yeah. as well, where Alyssa then saved his life with CPR. And we didn't know that at the time. At the time, we thought there was just a mix-up in medications yeah, or something. Yeah, it was something. just, there's a lot, and I'm sure um, any of you that have dealt with addictions um, with loved ones or friends or family members or whatever, there's just so much, like, secrecy and lies and things like that and so they're just like this wasn't talked about like it it wasn't even known to my mom for years and years and years and he just kept thinking he could get through it himself and stuff and so recently um there was also some marijuana usage and things like that and so he told us he just kind of reached a point again where he just felt like um despair he like couldn't, he couldn't yeah. get off of it so he felt there was no there point. was just yeah there's a lot of despair and so that is um what sent him off in october um to end his life and then ended up finding a reason to live that it wasn't his choice to leave so if any of you have ever considered that or thought please choose to stay like it is not better for you to be gone. And even though this whole situation with my dad, it's not um, a cut and dry situation. It's it's actually super complicated. Um, but we would choose to have him here over and over again, no matter what. So please just know that you're wanted here no matter what. Um, but And super general offering right here too, but to go along with that, if you do need somebody to reach out to or talk to, please let us know. Like, 
we we are here for you whether we know you personally or just via you know connections on our instagram yeah. which is not full of tons of people we don't know but regardless like reach out to somebody like you are not alone and no matter what you are thinking in your head at the time like this world will not be better without you yeah. like this world needs you and you need to stay please um so so yeah he had just he had reached this point where it just felt so hopeless i mean i can't i can't even imagine going that long um being addicted and not being able to get the help that you need like i just it's a constant i can't battle. imagine yeah i can't imagine what was going through his head but so um the good news was that um with a lot of help of family and insurance and my mom researching and stuff like that he was able to get into um a rehab facility inpatient rehab yeah and so he spent just over a month in an inpatient rehab facility um and is home now and continuing therapy etc and he feels like um he's moving in the right direction it's like the first time in his entire life he had a really traumatic childhood and things like that too but he feels like it's the first time in his life that um he actually has tools to deal with um a lot of the emotional trauma and a lot of the addiction has a diagnosis too which is important too yeah and so he is headed in the right direction um still so much work i mean He's, like, digging himself out of 20 years of addictions and, and struggles like that. And lying and just living a <laughs> yeah, just second life keep almost. keep supporting the addiction is not easy. And so still still quite the road to to go on, um, but at least headed in, in definitely a much more positive direction. Um, so that's, that's the backstory of him and kind of what happened after he went missing, but... Uh, we kind of want to talk a little bit more just about how it's impacted us. Right? What we dealt with, yeah, because um, my goodness, those emotions were unreal. Um, I think within that week after he went missing and came home, we had already gotten in touch with our therapist. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um, because um <laughs> big shout out to you nancy yeah we've had the same therapist most of our close friends and family um all know her by her first name <laughs> because she we've been with her for a while but she is incredible so yeah so we had gotten in touch with her and um already put something on the calendar because i knew like this like i my emotions were not okay we like i was not okay we had already been in this like fog of pregnancy stuff like it was just not it was not good um but i will say that through this experience um we both did a really good job of just expressing our feelings to each other like, like just me and saying, you to each other? Yeah, yeah, like just saying, like I feel really, really angry right now, or like I feel extremely like helpless. Like I don't like whatever. Like well, we for, would just and a lot of times too, it was like I feel nothing. Like I, I don't know, feel... not like in a numb like there's no point in yeah being here kind of way, but like I just 
just blank I'm emotion. tapped out of emotions, basically. So that's something that I feel like we um, have learned like throughout the years of therapy and, and different things of like, is we just felt the feelings and we let them come and we talked about them and I didn't try to push any of the feelings away. Like I let myself be scared. I let myself be sad. I let myself be angry. I let myself be nothing. I let myself lay on the couch. Um, I mean, we... Which is a huge part of what we've learned over the years in therapy. Like a big line like we often quote sometimes is like we don't like the feeling but we have room for it like it's not a pleasant emotion maybe but we have room for it and we can process that and you know recognize it as it is Mm -hmm. and then and it might it might sound kind of cheesy it might sound kind of (laughs) corny and it took us time to kind of get through that too years like, like it took us years to be able to do that and sometimes it's easier than other times but honestly like it's you're going to have emotions and if you suppress them so long eventually it's like a two liter thing of soda that you've shaken around it's gonna (laughs) explode like so you need to feel emotions as they come ideally as they are being experienced in the moment is the best time and not yeah later and we would um Essentially, our kids knew that my dad was really sick. He was at the doctor to and have that his... was well when he was missing. Oh, right. When he was missing, we we just shared with our boys. They're like Thomas said, they're four and two. So I mean, we just said he's really sick, and we feel really sad about it. Um, and so that's kind of what we shared because I, like I mentioned, like we don't necessarily hide our emotions from them. Um, we talk about them a lot in our house. Our two-year-old can let us know when he feels frustrated um, and stuff like that. And so, and we did share, like, I would have days where I just, I couldn't stop crying. And I would just say, I just, I feel really sad and I feel really scared because um, Gramps is really sick or things like that. So, um, it was conversations we had in our house where our boys were very aware that um, we were not doing well emotionally at the time they were aware of the Um, change in emotions yeah and we talked about it and stuff like that so but then yeah once he did get into rehab we talked about how he was at a special doctor to take care of his brain and his mind because our bodies and our minds both need to be healthy so we did have conversations with them about that too is um he was there to take care of his mental health his mind um, and make sure that that was healthy so that's kind of the conversations as far as with our children that we had um but yeah so we we did I feel like we did a really good job and that was something when we when we ended up getting into our therapist I told her I said I actually feel like I've been doing a good job like just letting the emotions come as they want (laughs) like I just they just came and like I mentioned before, too, super grateful to be growing this little human because if I went very long without eating, I would feel like I was going to throw up. You'd be reminded quickly. And so I had to keep food in me or else it would make me physically ill. I was already mentally and emotionally not well and I didn't want to be throwing up as well. So um, that was that was how I was able to continue keeping like myself nourished physically because that was not easy and the exhaustion too like I had to sleep I had a few like rough nights but overall like you know that was able to help me actually sleep a bit so thank you little baby um 
I feel like, I mean, as we're talking about kind of like takeaways and kind of things that we're able to learn or be reminded of, like when your dad was actually missing and in the, the week or so following, like I was just blown away by the outpouring of support mm-hmm. that we received even us like obviously your mom received tons of support yeah. there with family but even us up here we had tons of friends reach out offering okay. to take our boys to come clean our house we had somebody come clean our house for <laughs> us because we hadn't been able to take care of that and we had meals like it was a reminder to me of like how important like each of us are like it shouldn't take a traumatic event for us Mm -hmm. to realize that but unfortunately that's kind of how it is but it really helped me and I think I can speak for you too it helped us both realize the importance of relationships and Mm -hmm. like not taking for granted the relationships that we have whether that's family or friends neighbors whatever it is like Man, relationships are everything in life. Like, it's so cliche to say, but relationships and preserving those, nurturing those is what's going to, at least for me, bring me the most joy in life. It's about people. And so that was an emphasis that I really wanted to continue on with now even, like Mm -hmm. the emphasis on relationships and particularly, obviously, since it was family and just the, the importance of family like mm-hmm. and how fragile life is like that f- phrase that you hear like life is so fragile like it really is like i don't know i'm i'm on a soapbox right no, now but it's like true. it's 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 true that's how i felt and like it's just it was eye-opening it's just one of those life events that happens and when you look back on it, you're like that was that was like one of those moments that I'm not going to say it defines me by any means, but it was an eye-opening event Mm -hmm. to, you know, remember the important things in life. Yeah, and like we had, and and again, kind of on the topic of how we discuss these things with our kids, um, because I I don't know how many people like talk to their kids about their mental health necessarily, but so I like, that's things I like to share, I guess, but um we had people bring meals to us during that week because again i still at this up to this point i still had been sick enough that i was not cooking for our family i was not really making meals i was i was just too sick and so then this on top of it we did have some um amazing people bring us some dinner and i cried at every single meal every single that was brought to our house because it just like it was just a meal for that person, but oof, it was. We had a friend give us a, it a was DoorDash a more, gift like, card, and it was way more than we would have needed. And Alyssa I and I both cried. were just blown away. <laughs> I cried at every meal that was brought into our house, and every time, like our four year olds would be like, "Why are you crying? Just let me eat this dinner." And I'm like, "Because these people just did really nice service for us, and I feel really grateful because this has been a hard week, and I don't feel good, and..." I'm tired, etc. You know, and I would just I would share exactly why I was crying about these like super tacos that were brought to our house. They were just really good food. It was, it was so it it just meant so much. So don't also like don't ever ever underestimate like the little acts of service that you give to people because 
seriously, like, I mean, those of you that brought us meals, you know who you are. And I kid you not, I cried over every single one because it meant so much to us at the time. Like, it just, it felt impossible um, to make dinner at all. And so the fact that somebody could provide that for us was just, like, a huge blessing. And and this was a reminder, too, of the importance of, like, allowing others to serve you, too. Exactly. We were in a situation where it wasn't that hard for us to say yes to food. But, like, at least for me, like, the offer to have our house cleaned up and organized, like, toys, clutter put away, like, Mm -hmm. that was hard for me to accept. But I... I don't know if you want to call it swallowing your pride or just being humble. Like it was like, you know what? You're yeah, please. That would be amazing to Mm -hmm. to do that. And so don't underestimate the service you can provide and don't rob people the opportunity of providing service to you. Like when you are in need, like take a breath and say yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, going back to that, so we did end up going to therapy. Thomas came with me. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, it was just a good talk, talk session. Um, just being able to sort through a lot of the feelings I had. I actually have dealt with a lot of anger towards my dad. Um, still, be- still are like it's like ongoing. Yeah, I I've struggled. Process. I've struggled with that, and some people are like, how could you feel angry? Like with all that's happened, but um, there's a lot that's happened, <laughs> and I just I felt a lot of anger just towards um, I mean the addiction itself. It's a terrible thing to drag robbed your family your loved of ones so much. through. <laughs> yeah, and and emotionally, like just all of the stuff that those addictions like dragged us through emotionally um not to mention the the trauma that i feel like i just barely had gotten over from nine years ago from doing that cpr on him that was really intense um and so then having to now go through all this again like there was just a lot of anger a lot of anger it wasn't taken care of previously and and things like that and just um robbing my family like of like solid relationships with their dad and my kid's grandpa. Like, I don't know. I just felt, I just felt a lot of anger. It was a little bit of a more surprising emotion, I would say. And so that one was harder for me because, um, at times, like I felt guilty that I felt that. So that's therapy was just helpful to kind of talk through that and why I felt that and that it was okay to feel that, but it was also okay to be completely like devastated and all the emotions like all the emotions I had were okay it was just kind of sorting through them and and things like that um and then I mean after that it was really just like personal work at home to be okay and and it's ongoing too yeah I mean we still this was like I think uh it served as a good reminder for us to make sure we're taking care of our own mental health obviously you mentioned that we went to therapy and but even just the daily simple things like our meditation that doesn't have to be an intense zen type thing. Mm-hmm. It's just taking a moment to just have stillness and focus and have gratitude and just, I don't know, it it was a good reflecting point for us to make sure like 
that we are taking care of ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's that's essentially how we've spent the last few months of the year. I mean, so this happened October. I mean, honestly, through October, we were just pretty much living in a fog. Like, it was just like We were so, okay. But we were okay. Was... We found out that our baby was a girl shortly after. So, like, we had these, like, bright moments of, like, happiness and and our kids kept us moving forward with positivity and cheerfulness because they're just so sweet and innocent and just loving life, you know. Um, but it was it was not it was really hard for a while. Um, but then I mean that basically took us to the end of the year holidays. So it it was definitely extremely eye opening, like Thomas mentioned, to just be present um to be here so i mean we just really these last few months we've just really focused on being present with each other with our kids and then we've been lucky to i mean honestly we we got to go on a trip to oregon and spend some time in oregon with some friends and um do a little trip with our family and then we got to do thanksgiving with my family and then we got to go spend time in texas with thomas's family and Christmas time and, and New Year's. So it's really been a nice last couple months to just recognize um, what it is that we could have lost and to focus on each other. And and I, I feel like especially we've been focusing on our relationship with each other and with our children, like our own little immediate family that we have here in this home um, and just embracing this sweet little baby we have coming in April and, and the joy that she has brought us amidst these struggles too. Um, so that's been, it's been good. Um, we are doing okay. I would say now we're after all is said and done, we are <laughs> good. We are good. I feel like mentally and emotionally we are in a good place. Um, we are like sticking better to routines. It's helpful now to the new year, you know, so we can kind of recommit to some things. And so we've um, recommitted to, and I am finally feeling better too. So after, after all this, like probably after Thanksgiving, I finally started to feel normal again and haven't thrown up, I think since then, knock on wood. Yeah, so I've been feeling a lot better. So that's also been really helpful for us mentally as well, because, you know, we can do a little bit more around the house and things like that. But, um, but yeah, we are doing good. We have just really kind of dug into taking care of our family here and making sure that we are healthy. Because like I said, my dad's journey is just beginning, honestly, as well as my mom's and all my siblings that are having to also deal with all of this um, emotional trauma and stuff like that. And... Um, I've learned over time as the oldest of seven kids, like I love them all dearly, but um, I've learned that, you know, you can't take on everybody else's emotional pain. Um, you You've can done be... a great job learning that over yeah. the years. Alyssa used to take on was, the role of hard. the parent of the sibling sometimes. Yeah, and it it's, was it's hard. A heavy burden. But you can be extremely sympathetic and empathetic, um, but emotionally you can't do that to yourself. So just really focusing on our own little family here and just making sure we're well taken care of physically and, and spiritually. I feel like I've been digging in 
Um, that was definitely, this was definitely a time that we, um, reached out to God a lot more, just help us through this, like what is happening, um, and to just have strength to get through and, um, and yeah, just making sure our mental health is well taken care of the people around us just, I don't know. So it's, it's definitely been eye-opening to to make sure that we're healthy so just a good reminder for you to check in with yourself like where are you at where do you feel like the people closest to you are at and and maybe how can you help support and love them as they as we all go through stuff I mean there's all we're all gonna go through really tough things but like how are we gonna respond and and react so yeah we don't have necessarily a a life-changing spiel to give here at the end, but we share with you what we have learned. Like, you're not alone. Don't ever think that this world is better without you, because it's not. You have people in your corner. We have learned to appreciate the little things, the small little things each day, and just have gratitude for those things. And, yeah. And I would also say, too, like, don't wait for a big tragedy like this to happen to check in with your mental health. Um, check in with it now. Amen. Make sure that you are, you know, it's. I feel like it's become this cliche thing to, like, take time for you, take time for yourself. But take five minutes to start meditating. And if you don't even know what that means, find, like, some piano music on your phone and lay down and take some deep breaths. Or just silence. And start there. Yeah. Or just go for a walk. for Like find something. But do not wait until there's a big tragedy or some mental health collapse to do something to take care of yourself. Because um, you need to be proactive and, and do it before then too. So so yeah. But don't wait. But, but thank you for sticking with us. If you're still here listening, thank you. It's been a wild ride. But we are so excited to keep up with this um we already like we mentioned we already had about half an episode recorded about our experiences with mental health and that's probably where we'll pick up and next so week. you know just it goes right along with this so we'll probably pick up with that um, and just continue forward we're just excited to keep sharing and just talking and sharing our story and the things that we go through so thank you guys so much for listening thanks everybody we'll see you next week love the nelsons mm-hmm.